Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Jody Podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the art of successful relationships. I'm Jody, and the love of my life and partner in crime, Laura, is by my side. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So we are back mm-hmm. with the uh, Peanut Butter and Jody podcast. Yes. Did you ever mention that was named by our son? That was named by our son. <laughs> was that good? <laughs> So yeah, our son um, has a has a knack for coming up with uh, cute little quips for things like that. Yeah, like Alex had asked, what, you know, because she's a culinary master of sorts, right? And she had asked if she had a cafe, you know, what would it be called? And he said, "The ABC Cafe." That's a pretty darn good name. <laughs> Which would be. <laughs> So when he came up with the uh, peanut butter and Jody, I had said to him, you know, I'm thinking of something that's food related and I'm thinking like peanut butter and something. And he went, Jody. And I was like, wow, that's it. It works out to be a perfect thing. And it's actually very uh, analogous to your role. Wow. Analogous is the word of the day. <laughs> Anal agus. Oh, analogous. Um, but it, but it it does fit very appropriately. Wow! In your role in our relationship, as and as I describe in our podcast summary, that you are kind of the the glue, the peanut butter, so to speak, that holds my whole messy life together. Okay. So our sandwich, you are the peanut butter. Okay. And I am the Jody. Not that anybody wants them a little <laughs> bit of Jody on their sandwich. Well. But you get the idea. Well. Yeah. Okay. So what's today about, Jody? Well, Laura, <laughs> what today is about is uh, a c- kind of a continuation of uh, what we were talking about before, about how uh, certain things trigger certain memories. Mm-hmm. And right? part one was? Was music. Right. Right. So we found that music triggers certain memories, and which kind of led us down this path a little bit. And we're trying to think of other things that that trigger memories in you. And we uh, probably mentioned it during that podcast a little bit. Um, but one huge thing that's in influence, I think, in everybody's lives and will immediately trigger um, a, a memory back that harkens to some particular time, good or mostly good, I would say. No. Uh, and maybe some that are maybe not so good. But we found that food mm-hmm. is for sure a uh, an influence uh, and and it thinks something that will bring you back to that memory. Yes. So food influences. Yes. So this is part dos. 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 Two. E de de part de. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I figured we would talk about... Um, 
how food triggers some of those memories and brings back those flood of emotions. Emotions. So bring us back to your childhood. I will bring you back in time (laughs) to my childhood. (laughs) Back in the northern section of Norway. (laughs) I kid. I kid. I'm not from Norway. I'm from... I'm from Rawway, <laughs> which is actually where I was born. Oh, little baby Bubba. How cute. <laughs> little bouncing ball of blubber. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I do have some some very specific food memories that bring me back to those days in my youth. So not Atlantic, but specific. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but, Go ahead. Uh, but when we first discussed this, you and I sat down and we talked about the topic of this podcast to mm-hmm. see, see, you know, how much there is out there. And what astounded me was just how lengthy the list becomes when you start to to say, hey, you know, when you when you can you think of anything out there that you've eaten that triggers something in you or brings you back to a time mm-hmm. um and and i particularly um love food oh, which yes. I, I, a lot of people <laughs> love food but i have a real love of food it's like a serious love of food <laughs> um i'm laughing because it's a visual. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I love food. I've always loved food. Um, I cannot, I can't really think of anything, any particular um, food that I absolutely despise. There's usually one form or something, uh, one form of a particular food, for instance, say a clam. Now I may not be a clam on the half shell guy, but I like a fried clam. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but so I haven't found a food yet that I don't like in one preparation or another. Well, you didn't like maca in your overnight oats. No, because that tasted like dog poop. No, it doesn't. Oh, it was disgusting. <sighs> it's not, but go ahead. Talk about your childhood. So back to my childhood. Oi. So when uh, asked that particular question, I go back and I think about a lot of things. And um, one, the first thing that probably popped into my head um, was freeze dried apples. I think that they were from Weight Watchers way back in the day. I think you're right. And um, my sister would definitely know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. So when growing up, we didn't have a whole lot. And we took uh, one of our very rare road trips and we were headed out to the Amish country. Um, But my sister and I are sitting in the back of the car and we had these freaking freeze dried apples. They were called freaking? Freaking freeze dried apples. Okay. Now to this day, if I eat one of those things, I can put myself in the back of my mother's blue Granada hmm. heading out to the Amish country. Probably we're talking circa like 1970 something. Wow. Um, but it's an instant memory. I could even tell you that I was sitting on the right side of the back seat. So it was a good memory. It was a good memory. I wound up coming home with swimmer's ear, which was not a good memory for Why me. Why were you swimming in the Amish country? All Amish swim. <laughs> They swim through the cornfields. 
on their way to the barn raising. Were you in a motel or something? Yes, yes. Okay. We were in a motel. All right. And it, it happened to have extremely warm water, and I wound up with this whole ear infection, and it was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But that was certainly one of them. A couple of other things, um, and I'll tell you exactly where this brings me back to. Okay. What I would do... And friends would come over to my house and get this. And my son to this day, so this has gone on now since some point in the 70s until today, I I would still do this. I would take a good, squishy Jewish bagel. I'd slice that bad boy in half. I would toast it, take it out of the toaster, put butter on it, put a piece of American cheese on it, fold in each of the four corners, pop it back in the toaster on top brown if you have that setting. And that delicious thing would come out and I would eat it. But what I would do is I would, we had a gold ottoman. Okay. And I remember one particular morning watching Saturday morning cartoons, I went and made my beloved bagel (laughs) and I put it on the gold ottoman and I put it in front of the television and I went to take a tinkle. (laughs) I came back and my dog was feasting on my delicious bagel. How old were you? Like 10 or 11? Not even. I was probably like 8. <laughs> okay? So, so it was gone. She took half. Oh. So. And you loved your dog. I loved my dog. Is that Penny? That was Penny, yeah. Aww. Penny was a, a chihuahua that was like the size of Allie, our, our stinky fart dog. Um <laughs> Who blew one, by the way, right before we right before we started the podcast. You said it smells like chicken. Yeah, it did. It's, it smelled like eggy chicken, and it was right on cue. I'm getting ready to press the record button, and up my nostrils is dog ass. And it was astounding. I, I applaud her, though, because she can fart on command at this point. So, um... Yeah, so the cheese on the bagel was a wonderful, wonderful dish. Did she eat the whole thing or just... She did. And and where she went, I came out of the bathroom, I went into the living room, and she was down the hall with it. So she took off down the hall. I mean, I wasn't mad at her because I could always make another bagel. Um, but I was just it instantly I can I can literally tell you where the gold ottoman was, where the television set was, where I was sitting in the living room, every moment of it because of that little thing. Okay. Um, a couple of others. Um, matzo brai. Mm. Okay. Now you introduced me to that. Yeah, so matzo brai is Let me guess, is it uh, Jewish? Yeah, I'd have uh, to I'm throw just, it out there. Yeah. So this should have been called peanut butter and Jew. <laughs> Because uh, a lot of these things, I'm dropping the bagel on you here. Okay, we got a little, you know, uh, a little matzo brai chilling. Wait, we didn't even get to the foods you introduced me to. Right, so that'll be down the line. Go so, ahead. so anyway, so matzo brai is a dish that my my mother and grandmother made, it's so and, good. and a lot of Jewish people will make where you take matzah, you soak it in water, and then you um, you drain it. A bit, you drain all that water out so okay. it's nice and soft. And then you mix like an egg, put some salt and pepper, and you throw it in a pan with some butter. You fry it up and eat it with jelly or syrup or something. It's so a let me super ask dish. you a question about that mm-hmm. that delicious treat. Is oh, yeah. that was it in the Depression era that that started? Because it sounds like something that you would have if you didn't have a lot in your 
kitchen, your cabinet, your fridge. I, it very well could be. I don't. I don't know the origins of well, the dish. Well, I'm going to find out. Yeah, we'll have to look, and we'll. we'll Doesn't it sound like that though? It does. It does sound like a, a depression era dish because it's super cheap, super simple, and yeah, it but has it's so good. The original unleavened oh, bread. It's so good. Oh, now I want that. Okay, well I can do that for you. Um, a good, or not a good, a good example of a negative food memory of mine. I remember that I went with my friends to Woodbridge Center Mall in Woodbridge, New Jersey, when I was living in that area, and it was. I know it was around the winter time, okay? And what do you do when you're in a mall with your friends? Well, you walk around, you get in trouble and do all this other stuff, and you can hit the occasional candy store. Mm. So we hit the candy store, and of course, what does any red-blooded American young boy do? You get two pounds of gummy bears, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Two pounds That's a of lot gummy bears. for just you? Um. Yeah, we were kind of, we each got something different. So some people would grab a couple of the gummy bears and then, um, you know, but I was kind of left to my devices. So I'm just popping a gummy bear after another. Let me interrupt. Sure. What was your favorite flavored gummy bear? If it was red, I liked it. Yeah. You know what? I liked the pineapple. I didn't even know they had flavors. I thought they were just all the same flavor. Kind of like Italian cookies. They they all look the same, but they're pink and green. (laughs) Right. Ooh, I want the I want the the green leaf cookie. It tastes the same as the red leaf cookie. Okay, get over it. Gosh. It's the truth. Yeah. Um. So I pounded down this vast amount of gumminess. That's crazy. Which um. Were you watching a movie in the mall or no? Just? We were just walking around. I I lived about a mile from the mall. We would walk. Oh, through okay. A, through oh, a God cemetery. forbid we walk anywhere anymore. Oh, no. Gotta be. How? I can't walk to Amazon.com. I mean, <laughs> God. How are you, uncivilized? So, um, but what happened that evening with the gummy bears, uh-huh. um, I apparently had the flu or something because um, gummy bears left to their own devices sitting in your belly with your stomach acid turn gray. Oh, God. And I woke up in a oh. pile of gray, vomitous gummy bears. Oh. It was frigging disgusting. Oh. I can't even express oh. to you. So I don't, I honestly don't think the gummy bears had anything to do with it. They're not evil. They have no mal, no, uh, no malintent. No. They're just little gummy bears oh. wanting to be dissolved in my chubbiness. Oh. However, the gummy bears were just freaking flying that day. You know what? You're like a gummy bear. I'm squishy. Yeah. And I'm wearing red. Look Mm, at me. Oh, red. Let's not go back to that. Oh. So the gummy bears signify your period. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sure. I buy that. (gasps) I'll buy that for a dollar. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, the disgusting gummy bears came up, and I think it probably oh. prevented me from eating gummy bears. Now, Swedish fish don't have the same texture mm. as a gummy bear, so they were kind of okay. Okay. Um, but I don't think I ate a gummy bear for 25 years after wow. that because I associated it with that, with that negative memory. I can understand that. A couple of other little ditties that I grew up on, and uh, folks from the Northeast can probably understand this. Folks from the South... Um, had a different variant of of a place like this, uh, be it the White Castle. White Castle brings me straight back to Rawway, 
going to work with my grandmother who worked at Huffman Coos, which was a furniture store. And she would take me to White Castle and I would get, I remember my exact order because they only had the White Castle back then. They didn't have a veggie burger. They didn't have some crazy things on the menu. All they had was the White Castle burger. And um, I would get five because. Oh my God. Yeah. Five would fit on a plate. I think <laughs> five, five White Castles is like eight bites of food. I mean, wow. honestly, it's not a lot of food. Well, for, for you. Hey, when you're seven. White, you know, that was a full plate I of food for this kid. I can't eat that now. I'm pretty sure. I know. Last time I ate White Castles, I oh. was with with Rod, my uh, my buddy, and we were um, came back from a concert where we could not get food, which was the Pain of Salvation <gasps> concert. Daniel. Daniel. Oh. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we came back from the concert, and God forbid, after sitting on a million freaking cold ass platforms on New Jersey transit until like one o'clock in the morning, mm. we were hitting the freaking castle. Yeah. And I hit it hard Ugh. and it, it hit me hard the next day too. I... Um, so yeah, that's a food memory. Also things like that. Um, when I was a teenager, me and my friends would frequent the uh, Rio diner in Woodbridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even tell you what specifically I ate, but if somebody says the Rio diner, I think of, um, Duran Duran. Yeah. Her name is Rio Diners. Right. So, <laughs> but it brings me back to, to that time. The Clark White Diamond brings me back to, you know, like my grandfather and, and, That's another and good people memory. like that. Good memories. Yeah. And um, so I have just tons of these just riddled throughout my entire life, just food memories from my childhood. And I would bet if pressed you probably have some of your own i do but i just wanted to say something about the gummy bears oh when you ate them yeah they were fine when you regurgitated them they were like the white walkers from game of thrones yeah i think their eyes were freaking blue i swear Mm -hmm. they were gray and blue (laughs) and i didn't have any dragon glass or anything so i wasn't killing the little bastards holy moly Okay. Very disgusting, though. So when I was a kid, I, I, w- I was telling Bub that it's kind of interesting as I was writing this that I am the peanut butter in the peanut butter and Jody when two of my memories are peanut butter. One of them was when I was a kid. Um, and my son gets grossed out by this. I used to love peanut butter and butter sandwiches. Well, that's a low fat treat. <laughs> well, I was really fat when I was little. Well, I am fat. Thanks. Well, <laughs> Welcome to the club. Well, I remember Skinny like. Skinny bitch. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so continue. Peanut butter and butter. Specifically, one vivid memory was when my mother and grandmother were cleaning. And what's interesting is I lived in a semi. So they would go out onto the roof and clean <laughs> The roof off, which I never understood and still don't. Um, <laughs> How do you even get to? Do we even have a roof? I don't know. Well, you know they go out. <laughs> did, did I buy my roof on Amazon? I mean, honestly, I don't even know if there's a roof on this they'd house. Go out in the win- they'd go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> they would clean it. Gotta get the gutters clean. 
No, it wasn't even the gutters. They would actually clean like the top of the roof, like the like the the who, top. Who does that? I don't know. I don't know. They Isn't were, that what they rains Hungarian. for? That's they what were rain, rain I, I does the job just fine. I would think. Okay. okay. Um, but my grandmother. Uh, she would cut up, because I've talked about her in the past. It was my mom's mom. She lived with us. She was the third party that would cause... The conflict. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yes. Um, but she would take, a, like, a piece of bread or two. It had to be, like, Wonder Bread. And she'd put peanut butter and more butter than peanut butter. It had to be more butter. And she would cut it in little tiny squares. And then I would eat it while they were cleaning. And... It's just one of those memories. And I still will eat every so often a peanut butter and butter sandwich. It's probably very indulgent, I'd imagine. Oh, it's so good. But is it good because it's good? Or is it that positive memory of, you know, being home and secure and everything's good and, you know? Well, it's probably both. I think it probably tastes good. I've never had it. So aren't you going to ask me which kind of peanut butter? What kind of peanut butter, Laura? Jif. Because you know why? Choosy mothers choose Jeff. That's right. Oh, Mm -hmm. snap. So, do you want me to move on to my next one? Yeah, of course. But actually, I'll make make a comment about that. Yeah. Um, I do think that when you have these memories and and these these flood of thoughts pop into your head, um, I think associating a positive memory with something that does taste good uh, will bring a good memory, obviously. I think if it isn't what you remember like suppose you'd be like now listen i'm gonna take you to this burger place it was the greatest burger i've ever had in my life yours and is you the greatest go burger there. i'm well, just saying thank you okay go ahead um, but you go to a place and you realize it isn't what you remember or a change kind of like the suzy q Okay. No, they just change the stuff like the Twinkie, the Suzy Q. Yeah, I the, mean, what are they doing? The Twinkie is no longer a Twinkie. Nope. Um, it looks like a Twinkie. It does. But Tasty Cake did a better Twinkie with the Dreamies, honestly, because we had a shootout. Oh, we did a that. whole thing in the car. We bought like four different kinds. Four different variants, including the newly released Twinkie. And Ugh. in a blind taste test. Well, we weren't blind. Three out of four of those Twinkies sucked ass. One of them that was good was the Tasty Cake tasted more like a Twinkie than the new Twinkie did because there was a slight grittiness. That's a slight, very disappointing. That's like your was. childhood like bashed to shreds. Yeah, and the Suzy Q was this large. It had to have been three inches wide and five inches long. Wow. Yes. <gasps> and full of cream. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... But it was loaded with cream, right? What do you think about it? Three inches wide. (laughs) It's not that. It's shaped like a beer can. Okay? (gasps) (laughs) Except not as round. Um, But but what happened was they kind of replaced it with this devil dogish dry bullshit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they did. It is absolutely not a Suzy Q. It, they can have the logo. It could have kind of the shape. Mm-hmm. It's not the same size. The cream's not the same, and the cake was not that that very moist cake that it that a uh, Suzy Q was. No. It's this dryish, devil dogish hybrid nonsense, and you could see that it was actually cut from a square. Where the Suzy Q had rounded edges, it did. It was its own sandwich. It, it had was. its own chocolatey crust. It did. It did. Um, so yeah, so it's you say your your kid something like to get back on the topic. 
you say, man, Susie Q's were great. They just came back out and you get them and they're dog crap. I know. Um, so and we know what that smells like. Yeah. So I think, yeah, she's because- sitting here. <laughs> um, but that blow, that kind of blows the food memory out of the water. It does. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So what else from your childhood do you recall? And well, tell thank me about, you for asking, Jody. And tell me about those memories. Well, when I was a kid, I specifically remember my father used to take Kit Kat bars and put peanut butter on them. And there was a time right before we were going to church on a Saturday night. And my mom was mad because you're as a Catholic, you're not supposed to eat like a half an hour before mass. And my father was always a little bit of a push the envelope kind of person, such oh, as myself. Because yeah. the Lord's angry if you eat something <laughs> before his cookie. And I just remember when he told me, just try this. And I was like, it is so good. Really, really. So I introduced that to kind of Christian, um, which is, you know, our son. And it's just really good. Peanut butter on a Kit Kat bar is delicious. And was the peanut butter... Jif. Because choosy Choosy mothers choose Jif. See? Speaking of mother, terrible movie. So I heard, yeah, mother... (laughs) Yeah, somebody should go and shoot the mother of the director. (laughs) It looks so good. You know, there's... It's... Everything's in the promo. They probably told you half the movie, but... I did notice uh, when I watched it, it did have a Rosemary's baby feel to it. Yeah, and that turns so you think out she's pregnant with like the devil. Yeah, it turns out that that's kind of the deal. Not to, to spoil it for anyone, but. Well, you, know, you it, couldn't spoil it because you didn't see it. And so nobody's going to see it. So okay. that's just fine. So yeah, it seems like it's a Rosemary's baby piece of garbage and they should just dump that crap. So anyway, anyway. tell me about more of your. <gasps> food memories. Well, I came up with my own food memory. You want me to tell you about it? No, keep it a secret. <laughs> I, Why don't you sign it to me in sign language? <laughs> I got sign language for you. Here, I'm going to sign it um, to you in sign language. You know what? Stop. Listen. That's rude. Hey, they're not listening. Cut it out. <laughs> they're not. Oh, God. You are burning in hell. So... <laughs> Um, Tell me. I used to take potato chips. Okay. Didn't matter what kind. Um, and usually it's a heartier chip, kind of like with ridges, let's say that, like a ruffles. Is it because it can handle the yes, scoop? Yes, yes. And I would scoop it into chocolate ice cream. Oh. That was, and I'd put a little milk in it and make it kind of like, you know, so it's easier to dip in. and Like almost like chocolate shake-like? Yes. Ah. Oh, it's so good. And we were going to try to market that. Remember that? Yeah, and we were trying to think of a way. Well, how can you how can you market it? How can you keep it that that kind of slushy texture and keep the chips not soggy and get the chips not to sog? It is you- so good. It's one of those memories that I'm like, I created it myself. And it was just, I used to eat it like... You know, at night when I would watch certain shows, like, like, what, like I don't know, like Dukes of Hazard kind of things. The Love Boat. The Love Boat. Donnie and Marie. Ooh, na, 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 na. Well, no, it was Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Dukes of Hazard, like that late night. Gotcha. So that was my my thing. So, yeah. So that was it with that. Very nice. Thank I like you. It. Thank you. Any other uh, interesting food memories? Anything? Well, at Christmas time, um, when I was a kid, 
my grandmother, the one that lived with me, she would make, um, actually the grandmother I had, because the other one passed away when I was little, um, was nut roll. Really? I, I like nut roll. Oh, God, I love that. So she would make it that from scratch so she would do the whole yeast thing and all that and make the outer crust and then roll in there it was like walnuts and sugar and then what i would do is i would have it for breakfast on christmas morning or her dutch apple pie which had the icing on it Mm. and that's what i that's why i was fat because i would eat all this (laughs) crap so if you had a dutch apple pie or a nut roll today because I, I know that we've had this happen where I bought a nut roll. I think I was at some. It was thing. actually pretty good. Did it kind of bring you back? Yeah, it did because it was actually pretty, um, pretty close to what she made. Even though homemade is always better, mm-hmm. but it was pretty good. But the Dutch apple pie, I remember, I would eat the the top crust first with the icing, oh, yeah. which was confectioner sugar and like a little milk, yep. and then I would eat the apple pie. But I love how the fact that when I was growing up. My mother especially was like, just eat whatever. You don't want your dinner? That's okay. We have dessert. (laughs) So that's how I grew up. It was never, you know, eat this. Not like Pink Floyd. If you don't eat your pudding... You can't eat your meat. I don't know. Tommy would know. He can recite it to us. Our son in law. Yeah, he loves he loves the food. You can't can't have have any pudding. pudding. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? I think I think that's what. So, yeah, that was. Now, do you remember some of the wacky things we had as a kid, like candy type stuff? Well, you tell me what what was your what was your if somebody were were, novelty candy, if somebody were to say to me, okay, think of one candy from your childhood, it would be root beer bottle caps. I don't ask me why. That's what pops into my head. And it was um, a little store next to one of the first Carvels ever, a store called Herbie's. Was it a corner store? It was. Well, no, actually, I can't call it a corner store because he was not on the corner. Was it a mom and pop wise yeah, guy? It was, was it was it a, at- a guy named Herbie. <laughs> um, Herbie looked very similar to the guy in the movie Up. Okay. The old man? Yeah. He had a he had a, a head of hair, grumpy looking face. He had a counter, the whole nine. So did you get the little brown paper bags? From Herbie? Yeah, to get the candy. Oh, or yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah, a big we had, thing. We had uh, brown paper bags, you mm-hmm. and you picked your different candies. Mm-hmm. So we had we had those, we had the candy cigarettes. You oh. know, and if you blow out on the gum ones, smoke came out. That's that's good promo for kids, right? Yeah, there. it's fantastic. Did you have the chocolate cigarettes? I didn't like them, but we had them. I loved them. Yeah, the candy cigarettes, too. I loved both of them. The, the little snappy yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, they still have them. Yeah, and they also have the paper dots. Oh. The dots that are stuck on the paper. And what did you hate about that? The paper that gets stuck on the bottom and in your mouth. <laughs> I'm like, anybody, why don't somebody spray some, some crap? Why don't somebody spray some ridiculous <laughs> chemical that causes cancer when you're 50 Pam? years old? No. Yeah, something on the bottom of these things. So me, the young young little fat boy in the seventies, doesn't have oh. to get a mouthful of paper. Really it's wasn't fiber. pleasant. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but you know what I'm going to say. I have a story about the can. I have a story about we had a, a candy store that was on the corner in our neighborhood. Wow. And I would get cream soda right at the bottle, which I loved. But we'd get Swedish Fish, which actually doesn't taste the same today. I'm just saying they don't. Are they from Sweden? Let's be uh, honest. Well, that's your favorite place. Yeah, I'm going to call up Daniel right now or Ingve <laughs> Malmsteen. 
um, or, or Joey Tempest oh, from you Europe. You forgot the Scars Guards. Where are they from? Or any of the Scars Guards. <laughs> they, they're from Sweden also. The 300 Scars Guards. <laughs> Flippen Floppen Scars Guard. It's a running joke now with the Scars Guards. I think Steve Painter is a Scars Guard. Fertile bastards. <laughs> the boy toy. Um, yes. Anyway. So I remember we'd go to this corner store, and the one I went to was safe, but there was another corner store, and the guy that worked there was a pedophile. That's just wonderful. Was he a confirmed pedophile, or was everybody just fearful because he was a creeper? No, they shut the the store down. Oh, boy. That's not good. So he was selling Swedish fish. Would you like a Swedish fish, little girl? (laughs) It's by my zipper. (laughs) And he was gross. He looked like the guy from uh, the Human Centipede. Oh, the that in the second <laughs> the one, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. a fun film. Eat that during your lunch, or, or I mean, eat that during your lunch. <laughs> Watch that film during your lunch. <laughs> that made me nauseous at first. Oh God, I was actually nauseous after I watched that. That was disgusting. Yeah, it was a little on the. It was like, disgusting. But I can suspend disbelief and just kind of put the grossness Ugh. out. Right. I was I was more concerned with the actual science behind the experiment. So um, yeah, but oh, we wait, had... wait, wait, oh. wait, 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 go. I have a childhood into adulthood story. Really about about food. Okay, shoot. Not I don't know what you're what you were thinking. I was going to talk about, but I don't know. It's some some <laughs> you know preteen <laughs> story. No, this Does is it a have Nander to do with school special with Dirk Benedict. Does it have no. to do with locker rooms? <laughs> no. Sweaty boys. Why don't you tell me <gasps> okay. your story? You so, have me. You have me reeled in right now. Do I give it up? Okay. So when I was a kid, uh, we used to go to Atlantic City, and I lived in Hamilton, in New Jersey, which is about I don't know thirty minutes, I guess, from where I am now, which is like the Burlington area in New Jersey. And we used to stop at this place when I was a kid that was, that had ice cream, soft serve. And I would get the banana. <laughs> what would you get, little girl? <laughs> Say it again slowly. <laughs> so you would get the banana flavored soft serve? <laughs> she can't stop laughing. I love that. You have a very you have a, a very enthralling laugh. Thank you. Your laugh That's makes me insane. laugh. I am <laughs> Well, I'm definitely insane. I am certifiable. Okay, so let me breathe. Okay, so I would get the banana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would get the banana. <laughs> Is that what you would eat? <laughs> you eat that banana. <laughs> Come on, get your story out. I am going to hurt you. Don't hurt me. You need me. Okay, stop. Okay. Okay. Right. (laughs) Serious face. Now playtime is over. Stop. We must be serious. Come on. You sound like Samuel Jackson in that movie. (laughs) The Kingsman. You seriously have to be serious. That movie was so good. Was excellent. Um, So anyway... So I would get the soft serve, and then I remember there was the door, was a screen door, because we'd go in the summer, and they didn't have, like, a regular door, because it's summer, and I remember, I just remember the door, and then Hmm. we moved here, and then 
one of our kids said, hey, you should go to the White Dot because they have really good soft serve, which is what area is that where Vincenttown is? Vincenttown Diner. Yeah, so we're, in so New we're Jersey. getting toward, toward in, if you're not familiar with New Jersey, there's a section of New Jersey called the Pine Barrens. Which oh, is I used like, to party out there. Hey, I did. Like it's 1999. No, I did. Well, I used to party out there in the I Pine Barrens. Drove through it a couple times, avoiding the Jersey Devil at every turn. Oh, um, but um, this kind of butts right up to the Pine Barrens. So okay, um, so we get into like desolate land out there. So There's not people a whole in Norway have no idea what you're talking about, or Sweden. But Do I would not love what you're talking about some Swedish friends. I have oh. a Swedish friend. Do you? Um, I do. Who? I have a friend named Patrick. Pat- is, that, is that made up? No, Patrick Young is his name. And he's a. a does he uh, live under the sea? He does not live under the sea. And okay. he is actually a, a very good friend of mine. And he is Swedish. Oh, he's the one that's the runner. Yes, he is oh. the runner. And he, uh, he moved from here back to Sweden. Um, and he's, I believe he's a professor. He went back to Sweden? He did. He's a professor. Oh, I didn't know that. You should yeah. bring him on. Well, no, he's in Sweden. I was going to say, bring Doesn't him on the matter. podcast. I will I'll have him listen first. You should. Yeah. That would be cool. He's a very, very good I guy. I would love to hear that. Okay. So anyway, so um, the name of the place that we would get ice cream when I was a kid, I couldn't remember. So then somebody brought up the white dot. And then we went there and got ice cream with the kids, soft serve. And I'm like, wow, this place seems like familiar because of the door. And then I realized Uh that it's been there forever. And it's actually the road we would use to go from Atlantic City and back. So I used to actually go there when I was a kid. So you're talking like 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same road, same place. Same road, same place. Same rickety door. Yep. Same good soft serve. Yeah. Soft serve and CBs. Okay. They sell CB radios. Do they really? They do. They have like a whole. I didn't know that. Radio and stereo installation section. I don't know how that's associated with soft serve in any way. Um, But yeah, they do. But I'm going to tell you, across from the white dot is the Vincenttown Diner, which actually changed my whole opinion. Not that diners have bad food. It's more comfort food. But this is more of an upscale comfort food type place. Guy was there. Guy Fieri was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he loved it. Fieri, whatever. Whatever. Why is it Fieri if there's no tea in it? And it's, it's is it fiery? Is it Fieri? And is it Fieri? And we love him. So that's not any, um, but, anything against him. Yeah, so... Uh, Vincenttown Diner is in Vincenttown, New Jersey. Uh-huh. Um, I would highly recommend it for anyone that's in New Jersey to take a trip down there. The um, meatloaf. Yeah, Mile High Meatloaf, um, any of their burgers. It, it is definitely a notch above um, typical diner fare. I mean, mm. diner food is is not measured by excellence usually. It's measured by quantity and time. Okay, so... If you ever ask somebody about, you know, some particular diner, say, yeah, man, they load your plate up full of home fries and they <laughs> delivered it in eight minutes flat. Well, listen, also diners are associated with you were out all night when you were younger and you would hit that place on the way back from wherever you were. And it was kind of that late night French toast, eggs or something. See, so you didn't care. You were in for like a satiated Right. Meal. And I had a couple of other places like that. Okay. Okay. One being the IHOP back in the day when yeah, it was it's good. It's the same. See, they screwed it up. They did. I remember getting an omelet from the IHOP 
and and an omelet and a short stack. Oh, so you I were would talking get talking about this yeah, omelet. Yeah, I would get uh, you know three pla- three plan cakes, three pancakes, and and a uh, a cheese omelet, and they would use a cheddar variant of some sort. And what they would do is it was super. Would it be a cheddar medley? Oh, perhaps. Medley. But what I would do, or they would do, they would have it super finely shredded, like okay. super fine. And they would load this like three eggish omelet full of that, and then they would put it over the top of it too. And now when you go there, you get some rinky dink little two egg thing with some some crappy cheddar, nothing on top, and it just isn't the same. You know? And wait, since we're on that topic of breakfast food, oh, okay, yeah. let's talk about the Waffle House. Yeah, let's talk about the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard that Waffle Houses. Um, hash browns are fantastic. And what did I say? They make frigging waffles. I should say they should call it the hash brown house. Yeah, because, you know, it, it looks like a Belgian-style waffle, but it's a floppy mess. It was awful. And this was a super clean waffle house, it by was. the way. It was. In a, in a pretty nice area in, in South Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, what a disappointment. It was It was awful. absolutely vile. Never went back. No, I wanted to throw up right there. I'll throw up right now if you want. On command, here it comes. (laughs) This is why podcasts are bad for me and you, because we just keep talking. Isn't that what you do on a podcast? (laughs) But we have so much in common and so many like memories, so much history that we can just go off on anything. Oh, another one of my late night spots would have been um, Denny's occasionally. No. I would be hitting up the Grand Slam breakfast three, four o'clock in the morning Oof, every once in a while yowza. after a concert Mm-mm. or something. Nope. I've done that. Um, yeah, but you uh, mean you wouldn't eat the sushi and the uh, the Amico down the road at three o'clock in the morning? N- uh, yeah, no, late night. Uh, you know, gas station sushi is probably. I don't know. I'd probably say that's one of them bad ideas. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not going to happen. Um, but interestingly, when we so those are a lot of the, the kid food memories and stuff. But when you, we got a little older and you're hanging out with your friends and stuff, um, you know, we would all hit places, too. And we all probably had food jobs. Right? Yes. What was yours? I worked in McDonald's. I worked in KFC. Let me tell you. Uh, if, what are you going to tell me? With uh, if if uh, somebody were to put me against the wall and make me tell the truth. With a feather. Um, a feather. I would say to this day that... The, Why a feather? They can tickle me into submission. Why? Captain Feather Sword. Go of ahead. course. Um, but I would say that working for McDonald's, you know, I learned a lot about the history of the company. One, um, I it was probably to this day my favorite job. That's really sad. That's that's very sad for for what it tells you about being an adult, quote unquote. Yeah, um, and what the work world is like. Yeah, I mean it was it was that's it represents sad. it represents so much because it was quality. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I made good food, and it was back in the day when you actually made food, and I, I made a lot of friends there. Um, I still, I mean, I'm still in contact with some of them, young. I'm still in contact with him. Okay. Um, you know, we worked together at McDonald's. and uh, I didn't know that you worked with him at McDonald's. Yeah. In fact, I probably trained him. 
uh, now that I think about it. Again, the yes. podcast is like a truth serum. It is. Yeah, I think I trained him. Uh, and his name is Young, like I said. And he's, uh, he's Korean and he lives in Chicago now. And he's happily married, a couple of kids, and uh, and very successful. He's he's doing does a lot of research and development. Scientist, okay, uh, super smart guy. But we all had the same experience growing up. We loved working there. I remember being on the roof of McDonald's in the middle of the night during what we called spring up. We we, we cleaned up before inspections happened. So you were on the roof, just like my mother and grandmother. Yeah, except somebody was going to examine the roof to make sure the roof was safe and secure. So send okay. send a 16-year-old up there. So. If he falls through, who cares? There's another 16-year-old. <laughs> um, um, but I did, I did train people. I was there when they first launched the first uh, biscuit sandwiches, and we used to make that stuff by hand. I mean, there was a mix, but we were literally pouring buttermilk in. Let me just do a little add to that. Shoot. Um, the Michael Keaton movie about Ray Kroc yep. is excellent. So if anybody wants to watch a really good bio, the founder biopic, yeah, it was very good. And yeah, it tells founder. you kind of what you're talking about. Like back then you had more of the, the quality and you cared about the customer as today where everything is kind of like, let's push out as much as we can. Yeah. And you know, but, if, if the filet of fish has half a cheese on it, well, I'm just saying from experience. Well, the filet fish does have a half a cheese. I love the filet Did you know fish? that? It no. actually only has a half a slice. I've never had it like that. Yeah. But it was delicious. That filet fish tasted just like I had years ago. But as a kid, even the working experience, working with food back then, was different because as a 16-year-old, not only was I training people, but I would work all the shifts um, I would open, I would close, I would um, unload the truck, I would clean, I would do all these jobs, um, not just one little thing, but I would do all these jobs. They took us to the factory where they made the buns, huh. which was in Edison. They had a, a factory there. They took us there so we could see where our product comes from. Um, we learned about how they uh, they would flash freeze potatoes because um, growing an Idaho potato Unless you were close to Idaho, because that's the variant that they use, you couldn't get a fresh Idaho potato. So the reason why flash freezing even became a thing was because McDonald's. Wow. The reason why, um, you know, when McDonald's got in the the chicken game, the chicken nugget game, the day McDonald's said, we are going to sell a chicken product, they became the single largest consumer of chicken in the country, a purchaser of chicken product. And all these people, so they're highly influential. Whether it's good for you or not, well, doesn't their fries really matter. Are still really good. And and to this day, here's your food memory. For to this day, if I go and have a quarter pounder with cheese, yeah. per, in particular, or something mm-hmm. like that, um, it will bring me back to that time, which was a simpler time doing, you know, a, a simple job. With no stress. Yes. Um, it just brings me right back to that time again. And um, so from then on, I mean, I, I, I forevermore, I will always have a place for that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking is you're talking about like quarter pound of cheese and how you have that memory. Mm-hmm. There are certain foods that I don't necessarily eat and I can remember the taste. Like... When I had a Roy Rogers burger, I would put barbecue sauce on it. I can remember the taste of that barbecue sauce. 
it's weird, right? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, like and even those like are... a candy corn, like I can remember, even though they're out there yet, I can remember the taste of a candy corn. So even if something doesn't, weird. if something doesn't trigger a memory, okay? Yeah. There are things that I call a food moment. And you know that memory of, of a taste, you know what I call that? Hmm? A memory scent. A memory scent. I like that. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I kind of coined that. That really describes exactly what that is because it, this is going to sound bizarre. I okay? can't imagine. Yeah, sure you can. Um, but the smell of of mildew outside. That's disgusting. No, it's not a bad smell. Oh, go ahead. Go okay? ahead. Ew. I don't know what it is. It's this particular smell. But when I smell it to this day... Yeah. Okay, it's an outside smell. I can't even describe it. It's not a pungent odor. It's not a horrible odor. Okay. Um, when I smell it, it puts me behind my apartment when I was four years old in Roselle, standing near... In New Jersey. In New Jersey, standing near um, a water ditch. Okay? To this day, if I smell it... Wow. I can I could take you to that place now. That's weird. Yeah. Um so it's I think It's amazing, right? And what did you call it? <clears throat> a memory scent. Memory scent. I would 100% agree with that. It's not even where a whole food is triggering a memory. It could be a scent. It could be like the smell of your mother's perfume that she wore years ago. Something like that. It will make you stop. Yeah. And and I, I I can tell you, I could l- literally get in my car right now and drive like an hour and a half away, take you to Roselle, take you to the apartment I lived in, take you behind the apartment, and you'll see the exact ditch I'm talking about. Wow. Yeah, and, and to this day, I still, very once in a while, usually after a rain, we'll mm-hmm. get a whiff of that. Wow. Yeah, that's something, right? Or a memory flavor, I guess, whichever it would be, a scent yeah. or a flavor. So, I coined that. No one can take that. That's no. mine. Thank you. But let's talk about... Um, Food moments, okay? Uh-huh. Now, food moments, I use this all the time because food moments are things that I eat. Oh, that yeah, create... that would be a food. Oh, yeah. And the moment would be, though, the impression that that food made on me, kind of like probably like that Roy Rogers that Roy Rogers uh, sauce taste. You know taste. what? I would just love to have one of those right now. Would you? Oh, yeah. yeah you can actually get it on the turnpike. By yeah. The way. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there are, there are food moments in time, right? Things that you eat that leave a, a, a very long impression. I'll give you a good example. Okay, here's a good example. Go ahead. You and I went to New York once for a very... Um, you were dressed up in a beautiful dress. Oh. We went to see uh, a uh, play. That was the one we talked about the other time about Nice Work You Can Get It with yeah. Matthew Broderick. And okay. we went out for a uh, three Michelin star restaurant dinner. Yes, you don't want to mention it. Uh, Let's not men- let don't mention it. Because I, won't, I won't mention it. No, now don't get me wrong. The food was exquisite. Uh, the but, food was forgettable. But it was forgettable. It was. Was it immaculately presented? Sure. Did it taste great? Yeah, probably. But you know what? They brought out a little ottoman for my purse. Like it was like it yeah. was too much. Was it, it a it gold was... ottoman with a bagel on it? I don't. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I will say though, as expensive as that was, I found it um, forgettable. Pretentious or yeah, maybe a bit pretentious. I think um, I used a word pretentious. 
Yes. Um, but I did find it. I don't want to say a little. It wasn't it wasn't snobbish, but the whole thing. I just found it expensive and forgettable. I was drunk when I ate it, so. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, but at the same time, you and I had taken a trip after I graduated from culinary school, mm-hmm. which I had gone to culinary school in 2008. I went to the what was the French Culinary Institute. Yep. Um, it's now the. Uh, I forget what they call it, the ICC now. Um, really? Yeah. They changed the name? The International Culinary Center. I didn't know that. that. Okay. Um, Again, truth one, serum. One of the... Uh, uh, you wh- tell me stuff here. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the, the top uh, three or four culinary schools around. Okay. And uh, I graduated very high in my class, um, not as high as my friend Justin Chapel, Okay. Who is the uh, number one graduate and who's all over television and media now he's on uh what channel and he's on the today show national uh nationally syndicated today show every couple of weeks i think he does a spot on the today show okay um very super nice guy still friends with him and um you know super proud of him for doing what he's done and uh hopefully one day uh maybe we'll have him on here and we'll speak with him that would be lovely. That would be lovely. We could talk about deviled eggs. Yes, we can. Or we could talk about his books. He has two books coming out. I'd rather um, talk about deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs. I do too. Um, so, um, yeah, I kind of developed a pretty good uh, pretty good palate by going to culinary school and, and learned about technique and presentation and all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. after we, I graduated, you and I went to New York. Yeah. And we stayed overnight. Oh, yes. And um, we went to um, Go Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. And it wasn't Restaurant Gordon Ramsay in the London, which n- neither of these restaurants exist now, by the way. Um, the but Maze it, doesn't exist? No, I'm sorry. <gasps> it does in London, but not what here. What happened? Well, he uh, has separated himself from that. So that they, so, they sold wow. off the restaurants to another group. They Is there anything else you to, want to tell me? Anyway. Jeez. So we ate at a um, a restaurant that was right next to the super expensive two Michelin starred spot. Oh, and this restaurant is called uh, The Maze. Mm-hmm. It's Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. And um, that was a friggin' meal. And I, it was not extraordinarily expensive. It's really, really good. Um, but I can remember pieces of I had of like that. a cream spinach. What do they call that? A roulade? No. The can, uh, canel? Canel. Oh, and that was on your the plate with your steak, oh, right? Oh, God, that was good. And let me tell you, I mean, it was, I can still, oh. I remember where I sat. I remember yep. everything. I remember the $24 drink you had. Um, I don't remember that. Well, then it was a waste of $24. Was it good? Apparently it was. Um, but um, but that was a fantastic meal. Oh, it was so good. Right? And, and yeah. for me... That's a food memory, kind of like. Um, and what happened after that? Oh, uh, we we left the restaurant, <laughs> and I shaved my head. Okay. And you have you have, <laughs> you have like a little beard, goatee kind of thing. Yeah. So this guy comes running up to me. Excuse me, he's a bum. Bum. I, I know a, a homeless gentleman. Oh, okay. Comes running All up right. to me and goes. What did he say to me? He's, he said, "Hey, Stone Cold Steve Austin." <laughs> and then he told you a joke. He told me a joke, 
And and he said something. It was a joke about homeless people. He said, "You know the best thing about knowing a homeless guy or something, or, or picking up a homeless guy. Yeah, you can always open up the door and push him out. There's <laughs> something like that. Only in New York." And he asked me for a dollar after that. And Did I, he? he? He said, "Yeah, he wanted to buy a hot dog." Oh, I love hot dogs. I didn't give him a dollar though. His, <laughs> his joke, his joke dog. was not good enough. <laughs> Polish up your comedy act, friend. And I'll give you a buck. <laughs> Um, but that was a, a fantastic that was food really memory. Really good, yes. I can give you a couple more of my food memories. Um, the first time I had a macaroon or macaron, sorry, macaron. not not the Jewish delicious thing, but I'm talking about the impossibly crisp and gooey on the inside French cookie that's very colorful um, and tastes different, unlike those stinking Italian cookies. Um, but don't be hating on that. Hey. They're awful. Anyway, Stop it. I digress. So I was in New York with I Alex, digress. our daughter, and we were uh, our oldest. We were looking at culinary schools and um, we went to um, what the heck's the, the, the Time Warner Center. I don't know. Which is where Per Se is and um, oh. some super high end restaurants. Um, and we're there and we went to Bouchon, which is Thomas Keller's uh you is know, that where I had that bakery? caramel thing? Yes. Oy. So we went there <sighs> and I said, I have to have one of these things. Never had one. It was pistachio. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so good. And it was the first time I had one. So my first bite was like, holy crap, how did they get it? I'm Well, it was, it was actually like, holy crap, that's unbelievably good. Second thought was, how the heck did they make that? Because it was... It was delicately crisp on the outside, kind of like like thinner than an eggshell, um, just enough tooth to break through. And right just beyond it, it was impossibly soft and delicious. It was really mind-blowingly good, you know, and uh, that's a food moment. Like the first time I had a Krispy Kreme donut that came off of the line. Oh. They took it with their stick so you can watch it. You can watch your delicious treat with the hole in it go floating down the little thing. It gets... <laughs> Dumped into the uh, into the oil, it gets oh. flipped by this thing, and then it goes through the icing. Mm. The glaze drips off into the receptacle below, <laughs> and some guy with a stick <laughs> grabs the said donut and puts it right in my meaty paws. You know, you remind me of the 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 Food Network when they talk about their favorite the food best moment. thing they ever eat. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. So they handed me the donut. Hey, we all had one. Seared the flesh on my fingertips. But let me tell you, that freaking donut, and I can tell you where we were. We were with we were with Joe. We were in Maryland, and I'd never had a Krispy Kreme before. And they had the light on, which told you that they were yeah. making fresh donuts. Yeah, hot donuts now, I think is what it says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And man, that was something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any anything like that that is just... It, like a food moment, a food that changed you. Moment. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, you never had had a. I have so many of them. You know, I have things you introduced me to. Okay. Like what? You ask. Hey, Laura, what did I introduce you to? Uh, Rubens. Really? Oh. You like a good <gasps> Ruben? I do. Is yeah. that Jewish? <laughs> yeah, a Jewish deli was Oy. typically typically shave you a Ruben. 
<laughs> Would you like a Rubin? <laughs> With your kishka? No. Hoy! What are you laughing about? Hoy! Let me tell you something, lady. <laughs> you can have a Kanish. You can have a Rubin. Or some Chala. So tell me about the Reuben, Laura. Good luck talking after that. Chubby just went on a diatribe. You're not getting a word in. You know what's funny? (laughs) Tell me. She can't stop now. Do you want me to talk? Hey, here's a food moment for you. I was a kid. No. Go ahead. It was about 1970-something. 1986. No. Well, listen to this. Queens Driving across the Verrazano Bridge. Verrazano. With Baker Street playing on the radio. Oh, okay. That whole thing, right? (laughs) And we're on our way to um, Brighton Beach to see my mother's Aunt Sophie. Whoa. Okay. We would go to Coney Island. Okay. We would go on the beach. Okay. And this was kind of a weird Northeast thing. We go on the beach and we're watching the, um, what do you call it? The SST, the Concord Jet. Oh, okay. 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 We watched it land. Do you know that from Metallica song, the SST? Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, No. (laughs) You'd think I probably would. Yeah. Everything I know came from metal. Hydrogen bomb. That yeah, you from- I, yeah, um, but not this, not this thing. Um, I, there's a Rush song though called "Countdown," all about the space shuttle. So okay. if you want to hear let's that, not, it's awesome. no, let's not. Let's anyway. No, it's like an hour long. Go ahead. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but uh, we watched the SST land. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was it was a super cool thing. If you ever want to, sure. yeah, yeah, like look up the Concorde or the super, SST is supersonic transport is what it stood for because okay. it, this plane broke the sound barrier when it would fly. Hmm. So you can get to London in like three hours. Is this about Jewish people or? Yes. So okay. you go to you the beach. You're having a Kanish? Yes. Really? So, yes. I was kidding. On the beach. Okay. okay. I'm like, my, my back is to Nathan's. Okay. Oh. Like the real deal Nathan's. I wanted a Nathan's hot dog Joe, the Joey Chestnut's just ripping them things to shred. I ended up getting one from Sonic, but that's okay. So I'm sitting there on the beach mm-hmm. and, you know, first of all, having people offer you food on a beach, kind of like they do in a, in a sport sporting event, was okay. kind of weird in the first place. But in the 70s... There's a guy walking around. Okay. My sister will remember this. Okay. okay? Hot knishes. Cold orange drink. That's weird. They would serve you knishes on a beach. Yeah, I mean, we had that in Atlantic City, but it was ice cream, which makes sense. The yeah. guy would go around with a thing around his neck and the big But he can only he can only work in 30 second stints because that shit would That's melt. That's crazy. Yeah, but you would go to New no, York. No, no, no. Because it was in like a refrigerated box. It was like a oh. freezer box. And he would have it around his freaking neck, but he would be as red as... Oh, worst job ever. Absolutely worst job ever. Well, is it though? Because on the beach, I mean, Kanishas is a different thing because it's a hot food in a hot environment. Yeah, but the guy's calves must have been like the size well, of, like of my head. Yeah, the pythons. You have good calves. I do. 
Um, but yeah, so you're on the beach and they'd offer you a hot knish. Hot knishes. That's weird. Cold orange drink. That's the Jewish culture. I, yeah. I, I don't get it. And then Aunt Sophie, we would walk with Aunt her Sophie. back to her house and she she goes, oh. Hoy, watch out for the dreck. Because oh, there was a lump of shit in the street. Yes, okay. Yeah. There you go. Nothing like uh, Brighton Beach in Brooklyn as a kid. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I love that stuff. Like the culture of people. I yeah. love that. But, I mean, that's a if lot of... If anybody wants to come on our podcast that has, like, a cultural story or anything, we would love to have them. So... Yeah, even if, we, you know, we're talking about food today, if you want to talk about the food from your culture... Like Bonnie and Steve wanted to. Yeah, uh, you know, by all means, um, you we know... We blew them off. We did not. We, we would never blow them off. the painters. No, because I could talk about food all day. I know you so. could, because you're not going to let me talk about my... my my Sorry. Bubba food. Tell me about the Bubba food. Okay. So we had the Reuben. How about this one, Jew boy? Bagels and locks. <gasps> oh, God, I love that. I, I I never, I fought it for the longest time, mm-hmm. and I had it, and I was like, this is so good. Now, your son oh, is God. the, uh, he's the locks connoisseur. He loves that stuff. And now, I'm not even kidding. So... What happens is when you make smoked salmon, you know, which is lox, you know, uh, basically is smoked salmon. It's so um, good. You take what is a normal piece of fish, mm-hmm. right? But you know what? Let me back it up. People need to understand if they've never had it. It's just basically, it's very salty. It's not fishy. It's Correct. salty. It's cured. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't have that. Like I always thought in my head, it's like going to be this fishy taste on cream cheese and Ew. But it's actually like cream cheese with salt, which is the sweet, salty thing, yeah. which is so good. Yeah. So um, but when you make smoked salmon, because I've made my own before. Yes, you have. Yes, but, you have. It's been very good. But you take salmon, which suppose salmon is, say, like $10 a pound. Is it a specific kind of salmon? No. I mean, it could be any kind of salmon, but I tend to like um, ones that don't have such a... a a tight flake. It's the ones that are a little fatter flake. Um, so like like your king salmon is probably not the best salmon for that. A coho salmon maybe. Something like that. I'm sorry I asked. Anywho. Um, but really, you, so you, you, you cure it in salt and sugar. Mm-hmm. And then you put it into a brine after that. So you're talking about... And after the brine, then you have to dry it. And then you got to smoke it. It is so good. I, ca- I can't even explain... But it's a 20-something hour process. So what happens is this. This is my point. Okay. I didn't know you had a point. I do. I thought you were just... No, I'm not just ranting. That $10 okay. piece of fish is now market value worth because of the time and effort to do all the curing and stuff. That stuff sells for like 30 bucks a pound. Wow. Right? So my son, um, who is the connoisseur of smoked salmon, if I happen to, and I haven't, I don't have a smoker anymore, so I haven't been smoking. I could cure salmon all day, though, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to buy so much because he stacks it like a mile high. Yeah, he does. Literally. The kid will put a quarter pound to a third of a pound of salmon on a bagel. Well, he told me it's probably his favorite food. So one of his food memories, also Christian's, yeah. is... Is Which is because of you. And a bagel, yeah. And the other one from you um, mm. is shawarma. Shawarma. Which actually started from um, the Avengers movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when Tony Stark, uh, a.k.a. Iron Man, 
um, was, I'm not going to spoil it in case you didn't see it, but he kind of is laying there and he's like, you know what, let's have shawarma. And I'm like, to Bub, I'm like, what is shawarma? And he's explaining it to me. And then we went to Epcot in Disney World in Florida. And we went to Morocco and they have a shawarma plate. It is so good. Oh, I can't even explain. Like, <laughs> I get this look on my face when I eat food. Yeah, I call it the, like, the look of acknowledgement. Oh, God. So what happens is when she eats something she really enjoys, her eyebrows go down in a serious <laughs> mode. She's chewing and nodding at the same time. <laughs> it's so good. Shawarma is like, so is it Moroccan? Um, I, it's all there's Indian like what no do you consider it, I wouldn't say it's Indian but it's it's Moroccan it's it's very close to some of the Greek dishes also so it's just shawarma is like the it's way like, they prepare like, the meat it's like gyro meat it's so good right? gyro <gasps> meat is kind of like this compressed Boy. packed very seasoned um, oh. lamb usually and they they vertically cook it and they slice it down the side so they get these super thin slices. And I think they give you hummus with it when we went. Yeah, they give you hummus. They give you pitas. They give oh. you like a tzatziki sauce. All right, now type I'm hungry. Um, sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Sushi. That was not a thing for you. No, I was like, I am not eating that. And then we had sushi. Bubba introduced me to that and. Started with the old California again, roll. Again, Christian. Well, I like spicy salmon. That's my favorite. Right. And Christian can down a lot of sushi. Yeah, he can pound it. Oh, boy. Yeah, he, can, he can definitely pound so it. So you know what? Now that we're on the topic of our children. Sure. Let's talk about things that they have told me that they love. Okay. Okay. So um, actually, I was texting Alex today, our oldest, and saying, you know, what was your food memory? And she said, halushkis. Halushkis. Very interesting. And Which it makes I sense. I actually think is also like your matzo brai. I think it might have been a depression food. Yeah, because it's there's like three ingredients, right? Yeah, it's cabbage, butter, and noodles. Right. So you cook down, you cook down the cabbage in the butter uh-huh. until it's browned. Yep. You throw in noodles, a little bit of salt, and... A little more butter. A little more butter. But it it is is absolutely delicious. Yeah, so she said that. Um, Victoria said when we ate in Jico in Disney in the Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, she had a very... Positive experience. Yeah, and we kind of, you know, we went to Disney World kind of um, for a a long weekend, you know, uh, she and myself, right? And... We we she wanted a steak. She loves steak. She does. Um, and she wanted a steak, and I couldn't find you know a good steak place. We didn't have a reservation or anything. And Jico happened to be open, and I I knew, um, knowing all the restaurants in Disney World, that I knew that they had a Kona crusted steak or something. I knew they had, they had stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we went, and but it was like from this uh, little uh, you know uh, I forget what the heck it was. There was we had some delicious appetizers. It was like lamb stuffed into like a into like a uh, a uh, very you know uh, crispy little shell with this these delicious sauces. Oh my gosh! Um, but everything from the beginning to the end of the meal. I mean, I know I had this like super chocolatey pot de creme for dessert, and it was just really wow. I wouldn't even know like how to say that. 
pot of cream. Pot of cream. Pot of creme, yeah. But um, the whole meal, the whole experience was just, um, I would definitely say that would be a food moment for her because oh, absolutely. to, to this she, day, she's like, you know, she Chico. She loves Chico. And yeah. then um, that was actually one for me too because we went there and I had, an, it was just me and you. And I had an appetizer that was like a cheese plate. We're going to call it that. Right. And they had a honeycomb with it. And I was like brows lowered and very sick. Yeah. Oh, you, you my weren't, gosh. You weren't getting near that cheese plate once oh, Once the look God, happened. It was a wrap. So um, yeah. But that's, again, I would think that would that would absolutely be a food moment for you. All right. You ready for Christians? Shoot. Christian said that, well, sushi. I mean, um. The bagels and locks was one. But he has a memory um, with the food that when we used to watch the Nickelodeon Awards when he was little, I mean, he's still little, but not as little, we would make these fruit roll-up sushi things. Very interesting. And he told me that that was his memory because it was associated with the Nickelodeon Awards, and we would like make a whole big thing out of this. Yeah, so. we would we would spend the night. We would watch. We would have a couple of us. Uh, Aaliyah would come over, uh-huh. and Alana would come over. Yep, and I spoke about Aaliyah uh, before. I used to watch her, and they would uh, they would actually stay the night with us, and we would have a whole night of like treats like a, and stuff like a and party. watch. Yeah, and um, yeah, I remember you guys making that. We had shots of sambuca for them, and oh, everything. It, was it was great. Everybody was just rolling. <laughs> It was something. But what we, we would do is we take like Rice Krispie treats and we would roll them in the middle of these fruit roll ups and and cut them and they look like sushi. And yeah. it was just he he told me today that was his food memory. Do you remember where the idea for the sushi fruit roll up came from? No. I can tell you. Tell me. It came from the California Grill. In, really? in Disney World, yeah. Do you remember the time we went and they took care of Victoria's doll? Yes. That's what she yes. had for, for dessert was the, really? the sushi fruit roll up thing. Yeah. With the wow. Rice Krispies. Yeah. Now the California Grill is on top of the Contemporary, which is one of the main expensive hotels in Disney. Right. And um, yeah, I guess. They, yeah, they, that's the first time I think we yeah. saw that. It was very cool. And, I, you know, I'm surprised. I bet Tria would remember that, too. Um, she didn't. Oh, good for her. I love that restaurant. But um, okay, so we got to get to Tommy. Tommy. Now he has a food memory. I think I've had a food memory with him, but you I'll have. talk after you the fact. Cre- okay. So he yeah. told me today, well, via Alex, that his uh, food memory is strawberry balsamic glazed salmon wow. with couscous hmm. that his wife who is our oldest, makes for him every birthday, which is, what, two years? Yeah, yeah. he's had it once that we can tell. <gasps> and they're um, going to the boathouse, actually, on... Um, Friday? On, no, I think tomorrow night, which his birthday is, happy early birthday, is Friday. Oh, yeah. The well, by the time by the time they hear this podcast... It'll be after. Yeah, happy birthday, belated, about a month or two ago. <laughs> But um, he, um, it's actually a restaurant in uh, Disney Marketplace, maybe, or whatever they call it now. They keep changing the name. Yeah, it's not downtown Disney anymore. Okay. It's, well, uh, they keep 
Anyway, um, Disney Springs. Alice has taken him there. Oldest has taken him there. His wife and um, they're gonna have a good time. And uh, they they survived. Memories. They survived the hurricane. Hurricane Irma. Irma. Yeah. And um, was a nervous wreck about that. I don't even want to talk about that. But their power came on after like freaking ten days. Right. Anyway, anyway, I don't want to talk about that. His food memory mm-hmm. is this salmon dish. Because I, I know he is a salmon I hound. I love salmon. He loves salmon. He I does. Would, most places that we would go, um, we've been out to dinner a bunch of times, and I would say probably more than half of the time, if there's salmon on the menu, that's what Tommy's going to get. Unless it's a Keens. Oh, Keens, oh. which is one of my food memories, one of Christian's food memories. Um... And I'm sure one of Tommy's food memories. In fact, I know it is because he said oh, it. He sure. said it's the, it's the best meal he's ever had. Yeah. Um, so, um, and we've eaten there twice. Okay. So, um, I, I think it would, he was be referring to the first time. But um, Keens is in New York City. It's an old steakhouse. Very interesting story. Um, it's from 1886, I think it's from, and it was a gentleman's smoking lounge. Mm-hmm. So. Famous people, Eisenhower, Babe Ruth, Einstein, presidents. Yeah, whatever. Um, But at that time, Broadway was not where Broadway is. The theater district was in Midtown. Okay. Okay, so around Murray Hill, you know, 36th Street, somewhere over there. Mm -hmm. So this place has been there forever, and they are known for serving what's called the mutton chop. And we're not talking about those slick sideburns those Euro guys wear. (laughs) Um but the mutton chop is not actually mutton anymore, which is an older older lamb. Okay. It is actually a saddle of lamb. And um, it comes in at about 30-something ounces. And it's it, big. It is the most ridiculous piece of meat I've ever had in my life. Now, he Hands ate down. most of that, right? Who, Tommy? Yeah. He ate all of that. Wow. Um, and he's so skinny. I know. I ate, I devoured it. Christian, well. Christian um, knocked out probably three quarters of the thing. Um, and I, so I know this pops up on Christian's list too. I've never had a piece I of meat. Lamb. And Rod also the same way. I, I will guarantee if you asked Rod the finest piece of meat he ever ate, he will say Keen's mutton chop. Um. So, Rod, what's the <laughs> finest piece of meat you ever ate? <laughs> Rod Cohen, I'm talking to you. He's going um, to come on, right? He will, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I've, so I've experienced that with uh, Tria, with Christian, with Tommy, not Alex, uh, unfortunately. She, and you got to talk about one. her, that she's your culinary kid. She is. Um We've experienced Keens before. Uh, I've had it with with Rod. I've had it with Joe. I've had it with all these, with Daryl. I've had it with all of my friends, and it's it doesn't get old. It's it is a it's a memory every time for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know it's it's just stunning, really. Oh, I like, thought I was like you. Oh. <gasps> So yes, Alex is my culinary kid. Um, she, I went to school for um, classic culinary. Alex went to school for um, pastry and bread, and uh, crushed her curriculum. And uh, is a, an amazing artisanal bread baker, and uh, mm. really does some fantastic job. She really does. She's amazing. 
Yes, she is. She is. And it's funny because where she is right now in Florida, she doesn't um, get to actually make her stuff from scratch. Right. And so she had to make her own in in her place. She in had to do place. her own yeah. sourdough starter because she's so itching. Yeah. And then she, she's making she's making great bread. Yeah. So. They we're very proud of our children. They, yeah. they are doing really well. And, and I'm very happy that. That uh, you know what I'm happy about that Tell my me. son can really punch holes in a closet door because of you. That's a different I'm very episode. Proud. <laughs> different episode. <laughs> but what I will say is that I'm um, I am very I'm very happy. Yes. Oh wait, I can talk about something. Yeah. I know we're getting to the end. Go we're shoot. way over the end. Shoot. Um, when we had those nachos in the Magic Kingdom. <gasps> Oh, oh yeah. So good. So if if you happen to go to the Magic Kingdom, try to like like condense it. I will. You, you need to go to Pecos Bill Cafe. Oh. Have about 6 people or so with you and tell them that you want the Nachos Grande hidden menu item. They will make a fuss over you. They'll put you in a special special room and they will bring you the biggest flipping plate of nachos. You know what? Actually, for life. this podcast, you should that picture we have, you should put it up there. Show them. I will. I'll use that picture uh, to describe this delicious oh, nacho it was dish. So good. And it wasn't just big, it was an enormous plate of food, and they give you um, you know, guacamole and sour cream no, and salsa. You also have the chick you had uh, chicken. There's chicken, there is pork. Pork and beef? there was beef, yeah. And there may have been. I think there was beef two ways. I think oh, that there was a shredded God, beef. It was so good. Oh yeah. my goodness! It was. It was. I would say it was a food memory because we associate that with um, the one the fun we were having. I wish Tommy was with us because he would have helped us finish that bad oh, boy. Oh God, off. he would ate the whole thing. Um, he would have eaten. But not for nothing. If you go to Disney World, you know the food. Um, the cost of food there is not absurdly expensive. And if you have six people, this could easily feed six to nine people probably. Yeah, it was so um, good. You know, it would cost you less than right. 10 and bucks a person. The, yeah, 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 you're right. And they give you the beverages with it too and all the accoutrements with it. All the accoutrements. And, Listen. Uh, but, it, but it would, uh, and it's all refillable. I mean, they're not going to refill the nachos, but everything else, they would just bring it to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, just keep bringing you soda, bring you uh, more toppings. And it was... And it was a really, not just a massive plate of nachos, but a really good plate of nachos. And guess what? What? It wasn't Furman. It wasn't Furman. That's yet another podcast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So anyway, what I was gonna I was gonna wrap this up by wrap saying it up. um the thing that I think is the best out mm-hmm. of this, and I think the, best the, Western? the, the takeaway from this episode um would be that um the memories that you make with your family, the memories you make with your kids um, can come about in so many different ways. True. We've um, covered two, music yeah. and food. And you never know when they're going to happen, when they're going to strike, where the association is going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if we all keep our, our families together, we love one another, and we celebrate these times and these moments, um, a lot of these these food moments and and all these other memory triggers will hopefully trigger all the good things in mm-hmm. life, and that's that's really the takeaway. Yeah, but even the bad ones are funny. Yeah, vomiting uh, vomiting up little gray no, gummy bears was a re- fucking peach. No, but 
It wasn't a peach. It was a gray gummy bear. Oh, man. But it is funny. I mean, to rem- to look back and, and, and see, well, you know, this wasn't a good one. You remember that anyway. Bad, good, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but I think overall as a family, um, we have indulged many times in many uh, different places to yes. eat. And I would say, though, that we have just a ton of positive memories. And I'm sure when our kids get older... Um, that they will have really fantastic associations of very pleasant events. I'm sure. Yep. Well, this was a fantastic podcast. Um, again, uh, I'd like to thank everyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, get us on iTunes, Peanut Butter and Jody. Get us at peanutbutterandjody.com. Get us at Google Play. We're on Google Play. Uh, we do have some folks listening on their Android devices. Um, get us any way you can. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, we have a, a fun little podcast over tell here. Tell your babysitter. Tell everyone you can. Tell your tell your daddy who's in prison. I don't care. <laughs> um, but enjoy the uh, enjoy the podcast. Oh my God. Uh, spread the word. Let's get more people listening. <gasps> and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.